In this episode, it's part two of our previous episode with Becky Wong, and we're just diving into the importance of processes and systems when you set up. It's like building really strong foundations because everything can operate really smoothly. Becky gives us an example of when a new staff member comes on board. When you onboard a client, then there's procedures. People don't always have to run to you to figure out, okay, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? And you could even record videos of, hi, welcome to the team. This is what you should do so that when you have a new team member, when you have a new member to your business, then they could just watch the videos that you prepared and that saves you time for training them and you can jump straight in and they could jump straight into the fold of your business. Okay, enjoy the episode. We had a conversation earlier about the digital nomad lifestyle. Some people feel they really want to have this and they want to jump into it. What, what, what advice would you give to them? I would say think about why I always go. It always boils down to why this again. Any, I think anyone asking me anything, I'll always go. Turn to Simon Sinek and say, start with why. <laughs> That's because a lot of people say, uh, and escape the same, again, the same goes as saying, oh, I want to start a new business. A, a lot of people get excited about something different. So they think, oh, well, I want to be to become a digital nomad. I want to freelance or I want to start a business. Um, what's, the, what's the best way? What's the quickest way? And again, I will always, again, I will say there's no one size fits all. I'd say do some, the first thing I would say is do some reflection and do some research to find out why do you want to become a digital nomad? Mm-hmm. Um, what is it about it that you think will make your life happier or better? And is it the right routine? And again, this is the other question I always say to a lot of people for a variety of um, uh, advice as well, <laughs> is to think about what your ideal day-to-day looks like. Because for me, Again, the reason I left London was because I I wanted a slower pace. I wanted more control of my day to day because I liked I like curating where I work. Because even when I worked in the my last couple of jobs in London, I used to I don't work well in an office environment. I find it too stimulating, too overwhelming, too distracting. Um, and myself and some of our team members, especially in maybe it's the ops team thing, but you'd often find us individually hiding in different meeting rooms. Um, with our headphones on just to get do some deep work and focus yeah and also I I tend to move around and sit in different spots so it's hard if you work for an employer who then says you have to be in the office everyone has to be in the office at the same time but if you don't work well in those environments then that's all you're doing you're present in the office but you're not productive so yeah so I guess that's kind of like I had my reasons for wanting to leave London um, and then my style of digital nomading is like what we, what um, what me and some friends call being a, a slow mad, <laughs> really slowly. But yeah, I, I guess, yeah, I guess I'm just I say all of that to say I think everyone should think about what is your ideal day to day. What does that look like? And are you and like running a business? Are you going to be comfortable with the uncertainty? And are you okay with? always planning ahead because we get into a routine of we try not to change faces what we call our transit days we Mm -hmm. make sure they're not on a work day which which we learned the hard way in the early years because we just think no it's fine you can work remotely and we'll end up taking client calls or finishing writing up an an article on the bus or a bus (laughs) station many nomads have worked from airports so you have to plan ahead a lot to make sure you've got strong wi-fi and that you're somewhere that you can sit down and do some work but there's a yeah a lot of uncertainty that 
goes with that because because you don't have a base and would you be okay struggling that while making sure you get stuff done as well (laughs) I love that advice of really planning it I mean there's like you say slow man you kind of figure out and people I guess will figure out their way into it I had a person that I paid like for coaching and she coached me on when she was on a bus I was pretty irritated <laughs> exactly yeah I have to, who you're talking like to. I really have high standards and I felt like I'm paying you money to teach me how to improve my business and you can't even just you know find a quiet place to be totally focused on me and yes, I have to deal yeah. with the ding next stop <laughs> Exactly. So um, that's one place that I would not, you know, earlier you asked me, do you think, do I think people would mind if you booked in a co-working space? And I'm thinking, absolutely not, because it's still a meeting room. But yeah, I would if you're, if someone was pitching new business to me and they're calling me from a bus or they're sat at a hairdresser, I think you gotta, you gotta think about the context. <laughs> it's different if it's someone in your team and you know well, and you're yeah. just having a project catch up. I think yeah. that's different too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because even when you have remote these video meetings, if I'm talking to a project team me- team member, I'll I might be wearing a hoodie, my hair will be a nest on the top of my head. <laughs> but if it's a client, you know, game face on because yeah. you know, it's just something. Yeah, different context about it. Yes, and from your experience, this is your journey of being an entrepreneur as well, right? But well, right now, yeah. <clears throat> or, or oh, do you mean over the right past now. few years? Yeah, over yeah, the years. yeah, yeah. Absolutely, and and learning on the way. And um, it's not with all of the things I mentioned, like being a digital nomad, freelancing, starting a business. They're all things. They're not things I I dreamed of as a kid. I didn't because well, free digital nomading. I didn't know it was an option. Uh-huh. Correct. Uh, freelance, free, uh-huh. yeah, freelancing. I thought. I'm not going to be able to freelance at a, as an operations manager, let alone remotely. Um, and that's part of my motivation of launching Project, Project Anywhere last year in that. So all of these things, I didn't know it was an option. So I want to shout to everyone, hey, these are all options. And myself and other people in the community, we can all help and guide you. Yeah, guide you there. Here's here's how you can do it too. Let me help you. <laughs> I would absolutely totally agree with you that if you talked to me five years ago, I would never imagine that you can be living in another country and working for a company as a business manager. For me, yeah. I, my idea of business managers, you got to be on the floor. You got to know what people are yeah. doing. Your eyes on eyes on it's it. It's all sitting things next to changing. each other. Yeah, things are really changing. And how do you feel? Is there a difference between being a remote work entrepreneur or just uh, an entrepreneur or they have the same overlapping values and the same overlapping work ethic? I would say values and work ethic definitely the same. I think the only difference would be how they view um, team members can collaborate and communicate because okay because I think yeah and um, ways of working and processes because with remote working, a lot of it, especially because of the different time zones, mm-hmm. 
everyone works asynchronously and that's I think that's one of my favorite new words of recent years <laughs> asynchronicity async yeah because <laughs> it's yeah because it's really hard for people to do deep work and that's one of the reasons I used to hide in meeting rooms or work from home or go hide in a cafe because it's always people interrupting you but then also everyone loves to have a meeting have a quick question to have a meeting or um, with uh, just because there's these technologies if they're not used well then they're another interruption uh, interruption even so people are interrupting you with slack messages or emails because they th and because then they'll send you an email or a message and then two seconds later they go have you seen my email have you seen my message and you just think hold on wait i'm in the middle of something <laughs> so there's a lot of culture involved so i think maybe that's a bit of a difference between uh, remotely run businesses and also maybe in person not to say i'm not going to make a sweeping statement and say either or is like that yes but with the remote tools whether you're hybrid a mixture or either or yeah there's a different culture of people who work remotely tend to think more about working asynchronously so we don't like i never expect someone to respond straight away okay um, unless it's crazy urgent because i've always had a rule anyway even in london where so i switch off all notifications um, I look at, I check my emails at three different points in the day and the same with Slack because I think if it's urgent, they'll call me. <laughs> so I'm not, I am available, but I need to, because otherwise it's not very productive. Um, so I think there's a culture of not interrupting, letting people be productive, working asynchronously, but then you, you allocate time to catch up and you don't have meetings for the sake of meetings. So I think it's a very traditional way in the past where if anything needs to be discussed it's like oh it's at the nine o'clock meeting, meeting. Yeah. <laughs> then you have a meeting about a meeting and then you think what was this meeting for <laughs> yeah and it just takes away from the deep work and things so I think it's just yeah the, the the way that they operate and the culture of how they keep track and how they update each other and how they communicate together might be very different is how I see it asynchronicity means not <laughs> at the same time yeah yeah so could you share with us three lessons you've learned being an entrepreneur sure i so the first lesson i was i would say i guess you're you're right what you were saying there where my my, my journey of working uh, running a business is similar to i guess being a digital nomad <laughs> Because something I've learned is to, to lean into the discomfort and embrace uh -huh. the uncertainty because you can't be sure what's going to happen. You can't plan, you can't plan for everything. Some it's like a like a live event as well. Something you don't expect is gonna happen, something's gonna go wrong. So just be prepared for the unexpected, but embrace it as well. Um, because you'll you always learn from from the experience as well. So I think. Um, knowing knowing that it's not going to be as planned, but usually it's going to be okay anyway. <laughs> and, yeah, and the same with digital nomading as well, that you just have to be adaptable and ready to respond to whatever curveball flies your way. I, th I think a second learning, again, for, for both, it's just as we're talking now, actually, that I'm seeing similarities on both, <laughs> both journeys. Um, the second one is um, uh, it's to do with community. Yeah, I hate the word networking. Okay. Um, but no, <laughs> but but essentially it is that. But it's more about building connections, and I've loved being able to do that both in person in the different places I go to, um, but also online. Most people, but almost everyone, 
you'll find is very supportive and collaborative, especially business founders um, and freelancers. There's this whole notion of like a strong notion of collaboration over competition. So yes, maybe someone who works in the same field as you is your competition. Nothing wrong with some friendly competition, but um, if you're if you connect and you get to know each other, what usually happens is you you end up sharing knowledge. I might. Uh, and I found this over recent years as well, where maybe I've hit full capacity or maybe I'm not available for whatever reason. Um, so rather than telling a potential client, no, <laughs> then I'm able to go, hey, but I know someone else who's fantastic, who does yeah. similar work and I can pass them that way. And likewise, they do the same. But but even aside from that, just just having a strong, strong network of a community, close, a, a community of connection. Tribe. <laughs> no, I like the word connections and community. I know there's a whole find your tribe, which I do. I do agree with. I just don't use that phrase. But okay, yeah, okay, essentially, community connection. But essentially find your tribe because when you do find it, um, you get such, you know, they become your cheerleaders um, and you learn from each other, you support um, and it's a good it's a good atmosphere and it I, I've never had I've, I've what when you work from home a lot or you're a solopreneur as you say um, it can be isolating so yeah I think it's important to connect with other people so that you do have that camaraderie um, and things like that with a third B <laughs> I can't remember what my third thing was now. Systems and processes. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't say that's something I've learned because okay, it's something that's something that I do. Are. Yeah. Yeah, because that's something that I used to do in the past. Because if anything, it's just highlighted oh. the importance of. But actually, I guess that's a good point. Maybe it'll be like a hopefully it's not a cop out answer. <laughs> something I've learned as a business owner is I get really surprised at how many out there don't see the importance of systems and processes no I don't because think do. yeah because it's it's an unglamorous and I don't think it I don't think that anyway because obviously you know how much I love systems and yeah. processes but on the whole people think it's like the unsexy part of mm-hmm. running a business because mm-hmm. um, everyone likes the creative part brainstorming and uh and, the, and making things happen but I don't so for me as uh, with my ops hat on um, it's not as easy to make things happen to get things done if you yeah. don't have those, you know, yeah, have your your regular routines, I guess, because it's it's almost like the business version of your habits and your routines. Because mm-hmm. if you don't have those in place, you can't run things efficiently. You don't know what areas of your business need improving. Mm-hmm. Um, so I always one of the first things I talk to clients about actually is um, let's look at your current systems and processes if they mm-hmm. exist review them, map them out, uh, document them as well. Because um, even if it's just you, one person, you got to document it. Because if you ever needed to pass things on, you're going to have such a pain. In, if that's okay, I don't know what, yeah, I don't. I won't swear on your uh, podcast, but pain in the butt. <laughs> if you need to train someone up and you don't have it. Yeah, because it could, it could be a, a document, a text document. And now you've got video technology, it could be a video. Um, and then if you had a new member join, you can easily send it on. But m- on the whole, it's more you can periodically review and see what's not working well, what needs improving, what needs to be automated. Maybe you can delegate some parts to someone else. It just gives you that top down view of how everything is run. And, and yeah, and usually that's your almost baseline point of seeing 
how you can make everything work better and help you to work um, work smarter as well in your business. So speaking to the big Becky Wong business consultant hat and ops person, what <laughs> advice would you give us entrepreneurs about the key focus areas that we should be aware of? I would, I think your day-to-day, mm-hmm. um, your day-to-day operations, um, and that'll look different for, for each business because what are the, what are your repeated things that you do in your business every day map that out so I call it uh, it's business as usual what are your business as usual processes okay what are your communication channels what do they look like how does that work Um, is there consistency is there a better way to do it can you inject some asynchronicity (laughs) into it (laughs) can you improve that and oh and then the third thing I would say is is um goals what are your business Goals. goals are they mapped out Mm-hmm. Are they um, are they tangible goals? Because because with anything, I, you know, because some, maybe someone will say, "I want to earn X X number of pounds um, by yeah. the end of next year." But then I guess with that, it's um, you need to break that down. What does that look like? How are you going to achieve that exactly? And with each item that you include in that, how are you? How is that going to contribute to that total number of? Maybe it's a profit. Maybe you want to grow the size of your business maybe you want to launch something specifically um but if your business if you don't have um i guess it's almost a a combination of things for that it's your long-term vision of your business and then what are the tangible goals that link to that vision and then breaking it down as well because then i'll link to your your plans your project plans and your processes and things um but i would say yeah those three areas um to help help the help you achieve your business goals. <laughs> and why would you suggest us really looking into processes? So why? I feel some of us might not know what processes is, except for like processed food. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess it's it's your routine way of okay. working. So mm-hmm. maybe so one one process for example might be how do you what does it look like when you get a new client? Okay. Do you, do you have a process for that? Okay. If you don't, how are you going to, I guess having a process, for example, on that front means you can wow them. You'll know, you'll, if you have the process in place, you've got templates, you've got mm. documents ready that you can update really quickly. Whereas if you don't, you're scrambling. When a new client comes in, then you suddenly go, oh, okay, what do I need? Contract, um, a welcome email, what are the due, due diligence mm-hmm. documents? Mm-hmm. So your process would be mapping out all of these things that need to happen when you have a new client. Mm-hmm. And instead of scrambling around, um, you have your business as usual process. It's basically the steps that I love need that. to happen. Business as usual processes. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. And you could have the same when a new team member joins it. Huh. So in this, ter- in this um, I guess on these examples I'm giving, Mm-hmm. By having your processes, mm-hmm. you're able to easily, quickly make these things happen and you uh, you make them happen quickly. Um, but you also create a really positive experience for that new team member or yeah. for that new client. Um, and then it's the same for, say, managing a project. Each organization will do this differently. You want to keep it consistent so that when you are collaborating with your fellow with team members, if they're all different, everything gets confusing. You don't know where to find things. So again, having those systems and processes in place, a new person could join. 
it's all documented <laughs> and you can still talk them through it basically you can easily train up a new joiner and because everything's consistent it, they, they easily slot into your team into your way of working and it's just it makes everything more streamlined and more efficient um, whereas otherwise everything's different all over the shop it's confusing it's hard to collaborate yeah so that would be the those are examples okay. of different processes could you explain the difference between a system and process yeah so i guess the process is the steps yeah that you make things happen and then mm -hmm. a system is almost it's almost how the different tools you're used and the steps connect together okay because so you might have um, I guess for accounting, you might have different systems you use to track, to send out invoices, okay. um, to do your, um, I guess, track your employee time off or how much, uh, how much maybe you have outstanding invoices for them and things like that. So systems are more the tools and then the processes are the order of steps I that see. things would happen. Yeah. And with them, everything, it just keeps everything running more smoothly. And then you don't have to think about it as well, because without them, that's part of the reason why a lot of business owners get overwhelmed and there's that's just so much chaos. Chaos, right? Yeah. Because yeah. you're always having to yeah. think about every time you pick that task up again, you have to, well, not you personally, but people, have to, yeah. a person would have to think again, oh, right, okay, what's step one, what's step two? Yes. Whereas if you have a regular process and systems already, you don't need to think about it. You just know it, it's all there, it's all set up, and you know that you can just go into your system and go through the process, and, and it's much more easier. Does it sound like the founder can be part of setting up that initial foundation of the system and process, and then have their team members work through it exactly yeah the founder doesn't have to be bogged down by that yeah yeah and and it's up to you as well because um because that's part of what i do because there's only so much time everyone has in a day yes um because part of what i do is review it all with the founder uh -huh. and obviously as i say because kind of like earlier you asked me um if i would advise founders to choose to work remotely versus in, versus in an office and I said no because <laughs> it really depends and everyone works differently yes. so yes, that was a good answer so yeah so the same absolutely the same thing with systems and processes because there's different tools mm -hmm. and some work better for some founders or teams and some work better for others because there's so many out there and there's a few that um like I love for example personally I like Asana more as I say that out loud I'm, I am using Trello more um, I like Asana more than Trello, okay. but I think it's unbiased oh, because Asana. Um, A S A N A. I'm gonna get this cool feature called annotation. <laughs> Where is it? Okay, so there's Asana. Yeah, and then there's Trello, and that's yeah. T R E L L O. But it could be any of these tools because, and these are all online tools that you can brain dump. You can either just use them to brain dump. Both of them work great. I mean, Asana is great for small business owners because there's a free option and you can see it in a task list or in cards. Whereas Trello, Trello is really good too, but you have to upgrade to use some of the power ups. So with businesses just starting out, maybe you want to start with Asana and then go from there and upgrade there as you go. But there's always a tool for everything because um, that's something that, I advise as well is automate where possible just to take up so that you can free up your time. Earlier, you mentioned there were tools like Slack and G Suite and Dropbox. Yeah, yeah. 
and then also which which I saw you started as well as you know things like Calendly which can link yeah. to your Zoom so you don't so you remove that toing and froing but yeah because in terms of setting these up the founder yeah yes the founder can review all of these things but I would suggest having someone else work with the work with you to review it because it it's helpful to have the uh, fresh eyes look at it because when you're so close to it it's hard to see the wood from the trees as we say and it's hard to let go or just see where the bottlenecks are I was because it doesn't have to be the founder it could be someone else reviewing it but working closely with the founder to make sure it fits the way that they work. I don't get overwhelmed with alerts, but I change the settings for things like Asana because everything that happens, you get an email alert. And so the first thing you want to do, for example, is- Turn it off! Yeah. <laughs> so some client, because I have to warn them that when we're setting these up, immediately they'll think, oh my God, I thought this was supposed to remove the overwhelm. I'm, I'm, I have to assure them it will. You just We just need to set it up in a way that works for you. <laughs> Now I feel so relieved after hearing your advice because kind of feels that we can manage our business and not get bogged down with the daily if we mm. have these systems and processes in place. And yeah. there are tools like, for example, Trello, which has kind of like to-do lists and you you assign them yeah. to your different teams. And Calendy, I don't know if you yeah. it right, but it's yeah. so helpful. Yeah, because you don't have to think about it and you don't yeah. have to take take the time because that's that's just what it is as well with these tools. They're they're even more deeper ways, I guess, if you like, of because one of one of the other main things I always tell um or tell anyone is write it down, you know, get get it out of your head. Yeah, bring e it even your <laughs> ideas. Yeah, just just put it down. Make sure you've got um it's 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 recorded in some kind of orderly fashion and have set dates where you review them. So then that way they're not lost into the ether, but then they're not also bogging you down as well. Cause it, it does, I think people underestimate how much you can subconsciously be bogged down by these uh -huh. thoughts. Uh -huh. Whereas once you've, it's almost, um, it's like journaling. Yeah. Um, it's therapeutic, you, know, you you've committed it to memory, memory by writing it down, but you've literally committed it to memory because you've written it down as well. So with these tools, it's almost allowing you to do a more detailed, version of that because they're not just to-do lists you can put it into a, a master plan project plan if you want I work um, some some businesses use Trello and Asana to do their business planning and you know mapping out their quarterly goals and then breaking it down on these tools as well so I could probably have a whole episode about tools as well yeah <laughs> that's how geeky I am <laughs> so helpful thank you so much for your time because we now have some websites to go explore right we yeah. have concepts so the, some concepts that you introduced us today is remote work building remote teams also the concept of you can start small with the yeah. co-working space a shared space you don't necessarily have to have a fixed rental spot already before your business is has grown to the tipping point capacity mm. to afford it yeah. and how important it is that I think it's so curious like if you have a new team member then you just have a process welcome <laughs> yeah, yes yeah especially when you have a remote team as well because you're not going to be able to physically say hello welcome and go for a team lunch so you can create a virtual version of that as well but I guess one thing to add on to your summary is even when your team gets bigger, 
again if you want to and that's what works best for you yep absolutely go go work in a in an office as well but there's companies like GitLab and Buffer who've been running for I'm gonna guess I have no idea actually maybe however long they've been running 10 years maybe they've never had offices and they have people all over the world and they employ people full-time um because I mostly work with freelancers so it's a bit a bit different, I guess, a different way of working. But yeah, yeah, there's loads of businesses out there already who have fully distributed teams um, and, and it works. <laughs> and I think from this conversation, it's also that the realization that businesses keep on growing, businesses keep on evolving. So when we were in high school, we never knew that we could do remote work. We never knew yeah. that this was a possibility. And I also suggest to the youth who are thinking about going to university, 10 years from now, we also don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. It's just that adaptable skill to yeah. grow, to grow. And exactly. Yeah. And then people's lifestyles are changing as well. Cause I know, I know you're like me, a big fan of Marie Folio. Yeah. Cause it was from her many years ago that I learned the word multi-passionate and then someone else chucked in multi-potentialite and now there's Emma Gannon who calls it multi-hyphenate where it's not a case of you have to pick one thing and then stick with it you can I always talk about wearing many hats we can have different passions I run I do a variety of things so I run project anywhere as you know business I consult I, I'm a business manager I freelance as an operations manager as well but I also do freelance writing yes. <laughs> so I do a mixture of things but there's also I guess as we're talking about the rise of remote work, and this is something for business owners to consider as well, there's the rise of the gig economy where Mm -hmm. maybe you don't have to have a full-time employee. Is it something, is it a project that is uh, only needed for a set period of time Mm -hmm. that maybe you're better off getting a freelancer for that particular project or at a certain time of launching a business or later on? So that's something else. Uh, maybe again maybe another conversation but something to consider especially with um young yeah especially with um when you're thinking about resourcing and building a team a lot of the younger generations um who I talk to now uh, because you know it was many moons ago that we graduated from university and high school a lot of the people and friends who I know now uh who are I guess people who I meet who have just graduated for them it is an option so a lot of them are choosing to go straight into freelancing or straight into looking for remote work, which as you said, for us, we never even dreamed of that uh, as a choice. Um, So that's something to consider as well, where you might find that uh, people that you want to employ prefer to be a freelancer as well, but just things to consider that that's still a viable option. It doesn't have to be full-time. Yeah, it doesn't have to be full-time. And last question, because we have so much content, I think we take a nap and <laughs> yeah. over and over again. We were having some conversations a few days ago, was yeah. your concept of you really want to promote this concept of work smart? Remember oh, this yeah. conversation? Yeah. Could you like work smart, re- yeah. work smart, work smart work smart, rest hard. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. So I, yes it, yeah. Rest hard. So I don't subscribe to, so, so I've, actually this is a phrase I learned from someone else. I subscribe to the anti-hustle culture <laughs> and I, I don't subscribe to the phrase that people throw around of, um, work hard, play hard. Cause to yeah. me that, that, um, that means burning the midnight oil, not mm-hmm. taking a break. Mm-hmm all your waking hours are focused on your work. Now, I, I work hard. I'm ambitious. <laughs> I support pe- people to um, work towards their ambition and work hard. But I also think 
we're human. We need to rest. Um, so I guess it ties in with everything I say about, I'm going to say it again, having the right systems and processes yes. and plans in place. <laughs> um, the reason for that, <laughs> I need to make that my slogan someday. <laughs> yeah, having these in place means you can work smarter um, instead of working harder because you can you could achieve the same things probably in less time by working smarter yeah um, and also how can you how can you um deliver how can you be productive how can you even do deep focused work or deliver good work and how can you run your business if you're tired all the time you can't think straight and you don't have a clear head um yeah so I think you need to rest hard <laughs> yeah work smart and rest hard <laughs> and because yeah as well as resting I've been reading a lot about things something called the thinking environment uh -huh. um, and having time to think where I think the world is so noisy and as amazing as it is um, with all the technological advances um, and the digital tools that we have if they're not used properly um, you can just have just as much virtual noise you get distracted interrupted a lot and you don't have time to think and reflect which as I said is very important so that you can stay on track are yeah. you are you moving forward towards your goal are you moving towards the right goal because I was reading and watching I think it was Barack Obama who does this because um, I read Michelle Obama's memoir Becoming and she said he often has a reading room like whenever they go on holiday and they rent a house he'll always have to have a separate room which is like that's his it's just filled with books and newspaper and he just quietly sits in there some, a lot uh, and reads and thinks and reflects. And then there's also, um, there's a documentary on Netflix called Inside Bill Gates' Mind. Yes. Yeah, it's really I great. They talk about that. Yeah. And then his, his wife was saying how he'll book out a week just for himself. Uh, he'll book out a lakeside home. Yeah. Leave his, uh, switch off his phone, switch off his computer. And again, same thing. It's just almost like, yeah, like a, like a reading week. <laughs> yeah. He's just there quietly on his own, just reading, planning, reflecting. And I think, um, I don't think enough people do that because I've been meaning to do that since watching that and I haven't done it yet. So. <laughs> and it was my brother and his sister-in-law, Dickie and Caroline, who recommended that documentary to me. <laughs> reading week. Reading week really means reading week, not play with friends. Not, not and... yeah, not like at university <laughs> where, yeah. <laughs> Play with friends, study the day before the actual test. So yeah, that was what go out, was. go out dancing with yeah. your friends. <laughs> An actual yeah, maybe actually that's uh, maybe we should have like a entrepreneurs reading reading week, like a female that would founders. Be really good. That'd be actually week. a really good idea. I'm yeah. actually looking forward to your book of work smart, rest hard. Or is there a book already? I don't, I don't think so, but oh there's God, always different trademark, ways, trademark. there's different ways of framing it anyway. So yeah. <laughs> I yeah. like it. I like it a lot too. Well, I want to find efforts to run a reading week event. <laughs> that would be really fun. I'm going to write it down right now. So if anyone be interested, let us know. That would be fun. Yeah, drop us a line. <laughs> Entrepreneur week. Becky, I want to thank you so much for your time. I know you're a busy lady. You've just <sighs> given us thousands of dollars of information and places to point us to. It's been extremely helpful. I would love people to follow you because your ventures are awesome. And also your blog at projectanywhere.com and all, sorry, sorry, pardon me, .co is so yeah. helpful so how I'm can glad. people reach out to you no thank you for that yeah and it's yeah i'm always 
you know, always thrilled and happy to chat with you, Stacey. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, you can find me online uh, in most places. As you say, uh, my website is www.projectanywhere.co. Yeah. Nicely and easily enough. I'm also on Instagram, which is projectanywhere.co. <laughs> but if you also, if you're more on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, yeah. if you look up Project Anywhere, um, I'm there as well. And I always say my virtual doors are always open because if people, yeah, you can't be what you can't see. And, you know, we all, I needed help when I started afresh with all of the different things. So I'm always happy to answer questions. Um, yeah. <laughs> so you can find me online there. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you Thanks, so much for your time. And Thanks have for having a great me. day. Yeah. You too. Catch Maybe up soon. To Bye. Ciao. Thank you, everybody. I hope you've enjoyed this episode and that it's been helpful for you. We are just going to give out so much content here. I want to empower you all. So please make sure you follow and subscribe so you don't miss anything. And also, if you can, please give a rating and a review because that would help others find this podcast more easily. Also, check out our Instagram and YouTube channels for more content. Thank you and have a wonderful day. Toodles.